Blog Talk Radio. can make it tonight. The Costa Nostra is a family unit located on allpoetry.com, allpoetry.com, the world's largest poetry community. want to thank Kevin and the crew for giving us a place to call home. And I am Jay, and without further ado, let me bring on the boss herself, the virtuoso, Boo. Hello, Boo. <laughs> Hello, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm surviving. Like we yeah. all do. Okay. All right. Let me uh, keep on bringing in the callers here. We have a new number one, Boo. Uh-oh. Let's uh, welcome Who? to the show. Meta? Hi. Nope. Brandy. Rosie. Uh-huh. Brandy. Hey, Brandy. Hi, I can only do a reading room because I'm really tired, so. All right. Long week ahead of me. That's all right. No problem. Yes, I understand the tiredness. And let's uh, get to close second place here and welcome in uh, your neighbor, Brandy Salwa. (laughs) I I knew those two. I know who you want. Hello, Brandon. Hello, number one. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to tie it. <laughs> you All right. That's all right. You're number one. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, everybody's number one. And let's welcome in uh, Raz. Hey, Raz. How you doing, brother? Hello, Alcyon. What am I, number Hi, three Raz. now? 
<laughs> no, you're all number one. <laughs> Funny. Boost labeling you all for the top quality and talk about uh, top quality. Let's say hello to Wayne. Hello, Wayne. What's Wayne. up, guys? Hey, hey Wayne. Ready? So, uh, everybody, how you doing? Hello, how are you? I'm just tired. I hear that. Sunday night. Say hi to souls on the board, Jay. Yep. Um, I will hear in a second. I want to say hello to the Firefly, Bella. Hello, Bella. Yay. Bella. Hey, Bella. Hi. Hi, Miss Amelia. Two nights in a row. Yay. We're getting lucky. Two nights in a row, Firefly. Woohoo. I miss you guys. We miss you. And uh, I, I had to ask him if he was on the phone or not because we have several people from this area code. That's our most popular area code. So let's welcome Meta to the show. Hey, Meta. Yay. Hey. What's up, everybody? Meta. Hey. hey You're an old pro now. Hi, Meta. <laughs> Meta's an old pro now. Three days yeah, right. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a newbie. <laughs> newbie, newbie. Yeah. Newbie, newbie. Bella says she has a gift for Boo. That should be Uh-oh. fun. Can't wait mm-hmm. for that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, let me see what we got going on. Uh, Boo, why don't you tell us what's happening on Tuesday? Oh, our Randall show on Tuesday is going to be... What you can bring a song or a poem based on how you want 2021 to be for you. I know it's kind of tricky. A song that best represents what you want oh, out of 2021, I guess. So anything you want, and that's at 9 on Tuesday. You can reserve your spot or sign up because it only takes 14 people. So we have time to give everybody's poem attention. So that's that. That's right. <laughs> Today... Today we're not going to be able to do that because we got so many. No, <laughs> we'll still get problems. No worries. <laughs> we got y'all. Um, I'm, I will uh, preface uh, that with uh, the fact that uh, if we do not get to all of the poems tonight, we will read some on our house on Wednesday, noon Eastern. So don't miss that. I want to go ahead and let everybody know that uh, Lizzie will be uh, having a show, Good Riddance 2020, on January 8th. So that's this upcoming Friday. Uh, don't want to miss that one. That's uh, She's got a lot of great prompts on there. And, uh, you know, it's like here, here's one of them. My New Year's resolution is to be more positive and less sarcastic. How long do you think this fantasy will last? <laughs> Well, that's no fun. Um, uh, I'm only laughing because of what your father's telling me in my head. <laughs> okay. He's saying not likely. Yeah. And Brandy, Mabu's got your yes, poem sir. up right away. You're, you're, you might as well keep on reading. Okay. Uh, uh. Let's go. 
it's a, it's a sort of mushy mushy one, but it's let's go. It's called <laughs> "Love Me As You've Always Done." And it goes like this: Smiling with shyness, these wrinkled double cheeks can still blush. From the first days we had met to the days when we got mad, get mad at the other because of how the other would finish an unfinished sentence. Oh, only if you knew how much your banters made this heart flutter like technicolor butterflies. I'll never forget those lovely poems you wrote to me, always starting out with roses are red, indigo, indigo is blue. Even now, I still hold on to them like a little girl who's crushing over the hottest guy in school. Oh, how I love you. All this whole old heart asks in return is that you love me as you've always done in poem. Oh, that was that was absolutely wonderful. I, I love the reality you put in there, the twisting of um, even now I still hold on to them like a little girl who's crushing over the hottest guy in school. You know, that's that's a great line right there. I, I love that because it just brings kind of a, a, a reality, a um, kind of it brings it down to earth. It's not this fantasy thing that uh, that uh, booze always uh, against <laughs> with with uh, the fairy tales, the bullshit fairy tales. This is real life, and I, I really like the way that uh, this flows and this goes. So excellent job. So let me uh, let me ask your neighbor. Oh, neighbor, what do you think? <laughs> neighbor. Uh, oh, I really like it's different, not abstract. I can understand it, yay. Um, uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, from from the beginning, smiling with shyness, he's wrinkled. It's, it's very to earth, a row, as you said, uh, you see, um, even in, you're talking about something from old time, but it's presenting today. It doesn't matter if you're old or young. We had met the days when you get met. Everyone have those days, I guess, uh, school. You have the, and it seems like it's just this feeling that makes you so young inside your heart, and even though it's really not not meant to be. I mean, not talking about old days of school, but it makes you feel like if you are that young. It's so beautiful. And I love the lines exactly that. CCA talked about. <laughs> I really do. Those are came to my mind right away. I also like always starting out with roses and red, indigo, blue. So romantic. Even now, I still hold on them. A little girl, those crushing over the hottest guy in school. That's so adorable. <laughs> and then it's a Aww. confession how much I love you, how I love you. All these old hearts ask returns that you love me as you've done. And you keep repeating old hearts. And I think you don't mean necessarily like olden age, but mature and uh, and wise. So very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I really like Thank it you. very much. And let me get a comment from Raz. Raz, what do you think? Yeah, this shows the kind of love which uh, a person runs into then develops that long-lasting intimacy, that uh, special moment had occurred in the past, and those memories will always be special to the heart. 
thank you. Awesome comment. And uh, Wayne, I'm going to give you the last comment on this. What do you think? Well, I think it's a, a, a great little, little little love poem. And there's nothing better than long-term love. It's a sweet poem, and it's a sweet poem to a long-term lover. And it makes me feel warm inside. It's a touching poem. What do we Brandy? Thank you, y'all. Well, I must, I must dash and run. My eyes are drooping. <laughs> no problem, Brandy. You take care. All right, y'all. I will see y'all next time. Bye, Brandy. Y'all take care. All right, bye. Night, y'all. I'm gonna cry. Bye, All right. Night, y'all. <laughs> Before I drop the next poem, I want to say a hi to the people on the board. Lizzie, Irish, Beard, and Souls. Great to see you guys. Great to have you there. And great to have you listening. I know there's other people listening as well. You can join in if you want. Uh, Wayne, uh, I'm putting your poem up next. Well, I can do that, I reckon. I had a, I had a SoundCloud for this, but uh, I couldn't transfer it to my computer. So I couldn't get it together because the time that bomb went off the international, it wiped my program out in my phone, and I'm still like, I'm still getting, trying to get it programmed right. But anyway, I'll, I'll just try to read it out loud. Hope I don't do too bad a job, but uh, it's like it's called Visit to the I Park. I can upload it for you if you want to wait a little bit, Wayne. It's up to you. So I, I, can't, I just can't get it over with. I, I can't figure it out. I figured it for two okay. hours a day, and I can't get it figured out. I have to call it some specialist. Okay. So it's just called Visit to the Park. Standing in the dark, misty shadows, alone, nothing but distant cries. An occasional moan, like many times before, suffered through the night, waiting for the contentment of morning light. Still remember her as a lover and best friend, trying to forget how her life came to an end. Can't believe I'm the reason she is dead, the sound of the axe crushing her head. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have left her alone in the park. After fixing the flat, I got back. It was after dark. She was standing, staring out over the hill. I noticed everything was perfectly still. Put my arm around her, said, I'm sorry I'm late. She turned, and I saw a look I grew to hate. Was pale, emotionless, eyes with a slight glow. Had been attacked. How was I to know? Said, hey, baby, let's leave. Get out of here. She let out a scream. Never had such a fear. Had fangs, evil eyes, and blood coming out of her ear. Started backing up. Didn't want her to, didn't want her to get near as I got in the car, I know she was dragging her feet. How could it be, the girl I thought so sweet? I heard a crash as she broke the window, tried to crawl in. I looked at her. She was grabbing at me with an evil grin. As I floored the pedal, she lost grip and fell. Right then, I knew this evening wasn't going well. In bed that night, news said two more missing. All I could think about was the two of us kissing. Next day, got two of my friends and went to look. Had pistols. Rope, axe, and water. That's all we took. As soon as it became dark, the eerie noises began. Friends looked nervous. I was there to take a stand. Billy said, said that's enough. Got his stuff and started to leave. Heard a grunt. He was being dragged off, I believe. Joe ran after him, fired a couple shots in the air. Two of them grabbed him, started biting, spitting out hair. As I turned, one of them grabbed me. I hit him between the eyes with axe. He fell back. I chopped him again. Got blood all over my slacks. One last chop took his head off. He didn't move again. Saw another, grabbed a gun, blew up his head. Got second wind. Went home, knew what to do. Returned to stop the madness. I got prepared every night. Would return, but with sadness. 
only thing that would stop them, taking off their head. It was kill them or I was going to end up dead. One night, had to decapitated too, I saw one that was my girl. I love her more than anything. She was my oyster's pearl. She came at me. At first, I just stood still. I looked in her eye. I knew it was up to me to kill. Moved a little slow. She knocked the gun out of my hand. Then backstepped me to the ground. I had all I could stand. I rolled over, grabbed my axe, and jumped up. I looked her in the eye. My first swing took off half her arm. Felt bad. Started to cry. She was still grabbing without a hand. I don't know why. Came to my senses. I knew right it was best for her to die. I wanted so badly to hold her and say goodbye, but I'm no fool, and decided not to try. That's when I struck her in the head, and she fell back. It was the strangest sound when I heard her head crack. Didn't take it. Take one, one more swing to take her take her head off. I chopped it like with a swing, like I was playing golf. Every night, standing in the dark, misty shadows alone, listening to the moaning screams and the eerie, eerie sound they ever known. I watch them come under the moonlight shone. Feel like I'm in charge. That's where I sit on my throne. In. <laughs> wow. That was great. Here you go. <laughs> That's it. Zombies. Michael Jackson. <laughs> I had to. I, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. <laughs> as soon as you started reading, that's what uh, really got to me. And I'm like, wow, this is this is thriller material right here. This is absolutely amazing. You you, you put on a show, and uh, wow, this is I I loved it, Wayne. I loved it. You you read it just fine, no problem. And let me see, Meta, what do you think about that? This poem is like out of control, scary, man. Like, wow, Wayne. Like, I didn't know you had that much evil inside you, bro. <laughs> Chapter yeah, eight. man. It's like a horror flick, dude, for real. But I think it was awesome, Thank though. I, lo- I love the I loved your rhyme scheme and. Uh, what I put in your comment is, you know, it's very dark, and I love the gruesome nature of it. You know, it's, it's just a, a really clever right. Definitely dark. Thank you, Meta. Really dark. You're well, I, I've got to, I've got to skip Selwa because she's hiding in the closet right now. <laughs> uh, Raz, Raz, what do you think? Yeah, I wrote back to Wayne on this poem, hearing it earlier a month ago. Epic horror and all its macabre forms become this possessed and productive. There has to be the book deal. <laughs> that is great. And um, let me see. Boo, would you like to make a comment on this one? Yep. She might have Wayne, you sick bastard. You sick bastard. <laughs> Every time... We think we know you. You bust out with another one. It's something different and fun. And this is scary, I think, but it's kind of funny in a way, unless I'm just twisted, but, uh, which is possible. <laughs> I thought this was very entertaining. And you know what? Every time you bring something, you never know what you're going to bring. And that's really cool because you don't give us the same old shit every time. I love the picture. And I like the structure. Look at that. It's almost perfectly boxy, Jay. Uh, uh, and it was long, it didn't really feel long. And I like the ending, too. Every night I stand in the shadows alone. 
and then I sit on my throne. Uh, this is pretty good. Oh, Stephen, the Stephen and Kay show. Was this for um their show for the Dark Rights or for the Stephen Kay? Yes, for the Dark Rights. Stephen. Yes, it was. It's for the Dark Rights. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I dig your darkness, Wayne. Great job. Thank you. Appreciate it, boo. You're welcome. All right. And before we go on to the next poem, I want to welcome uh, Oak to the show. Hello, Oak. Yay, Oak. Hello. Hey, Oak. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, Yay, Don. Thank you, Wayne, for the scare. She ran She ran to her closet and locked the door for a second before we knocked on it. It's okay. It was only a poem. Okay, me. No, it's for me. Thank you. All right. see you, Oak. Hi, Oak. Howdy, howdy. And uh, what I was going to play next is, uh, or what I'm going to read next is A Little Lost Soul. And this is called My Black Hole. He's out on the board, so I'm, it's an honor to be able to read uh, my fellow brother in arm. So my black hole from Lost Soul 88, it goes like this. Standing on the precarious, precipitous of love, subterranean abyss, knows no depth, unforeseen looking for boundless gifts of love, while empty-handed like a black hole, there was no escaping you. Lost in the euphoric state of bliss, of here and now, your lasting touch like your kisses reciprocated you where the fire that continually guides my light, love was my oxygen, breath. I was drowning inside. How else would love leave me but tragically? It seems like the dark between stars. Death was shrouded. You see, Concealed aversion from deep within my hollowed husk As I closed my eyes for the last time I smiled I'd see you soon End poem This is, this is deep, intense And talks about a love that goes beyond the grave and that is the most powerful love that you can find is something that transcends death itself. Such a such a very powerful piece. Really enjoyed this, Bob. Um, let me get a comment um, from Oak. Oak, what do you think about this one? Yeah, it was. Uh, speaking of that, that very powerful grip. And it can be consuming, and it can be uh, self-destructive, actually, um, yeah, for uh, the after effects of love. It's an afterburner effect, if you will. Great comment. Let me get a comment from um, Meta. Meta, what do you think about that? I really like this poem. I like the uh, aspect of the dark hole and like you said, like, you know, a love that transcends death itself. Uh, 
Yeah, I think this poem is amazing. Yeah, that's a great comment right there. And let me get one final comment from Salwa. Salwa, what do you think about this piece? It's quite dark. It's amazing how, like, love, it's, it has some rom- romance, but dark. Um, and it reminds me of the, when he say tragedy, and at least tragically, remind me of the um, almost antiquity or Greek time where they see, you see tragic, love is always tragic. That, um, um, that's what I see there. So beautifully done. And uh, he created an universe, especially like where between stars, the dark between the stars, everything is just stars, except for the, for his love and her kisses. And that's the only, and breath, that's the only, I guess that's what love, um, he always writes very dark. But um, uh, I, I mean, it's very interesting how it can be romantic and dark at the same time. And I agree with uh, Oak, it can be self-destructive. Yes, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. That is a great comment. uh, My pleasure. What uh, we're going to do next is I'm going to play a little sound cloud from Bella. And let me post her um, home onto the board. Here we go. In Between Breaths and Sinful Pleasures by Mivea. Slow caress of seductive cantata pasted to flesh with tainted moisture from flickering thoughts to fingertips. Summon the hidden lioness. Awakening, desiring, craving, makes sounds escaped in between deep breaths and sinful pleasures, delighted our playful act. Weeks of fated torment kept hunger hours and hours, longing to taste the saluted master. And feel my God's sweet dew in between the gift of Genesis. Chutam oh, amore, mi innamorato. Pleasure my fiber with your whispers to my knees contorts so to bless you. My God, with gentle touches oozing with moistened mist as my eyes looked up to yours. A smile will then make the beast roar my fucking name. Tame me now, mi amor. Damn, that was freaking hot. Um, I think we had the discussion last night on Brandy's show about uh, um, submissive and dominant and uh, I was wondering if uh, this was just a continuation of that show for a second there, because <laughs> that is uh, absolutely a stunning piece, Bella. Just, just fabulous. The uh, it, it's very, very romantic, very, very uh, sexy and sensual. Excellent job. 
And uh, let me get a comment from Raz on this. Raz, what do you think? Yeah, this poem is exploding with raw sexual energy by the words of the poet until they're describing in metaphor the act of lovemaking and all of it would yield in turn. Wonderful, wonderful comment. I'm going to let you know Bella is uh, listening right now. She's She had stepped a little bit away from the phone. So, Wayne, what did you think about this um, poem? Oh, man. Oh, man. It's an amazing poem. Erotic, sensual, and I love it. It's a... It was so amazing hot that I, uh, as I she's reading it as uh, she read it so well that I sit there squirming in my chair. It's a, it's a great, great job, very sensual, very good read, and a great poem. I liked it a whole lot. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're crazy, Wayne. You're crazy. And um, I know that. Uh, Oak, I'll let you have the last day on this. Beautifully written, and Bella has a wondrously creative imagination because this is a this is a lamb riding a lion, and that's just from my experience. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, let me get our next poem up. I know what I'm gonna do right now. All right, and uh, I passed it up. I'm pretty sure. Yep, I sure did. All right, we're going to go to Salwa. Salwa, we're going to let you read your next one. I want to say hello to Azakel out on the board. Hello, brother. Glad to see you there. So, Bell, uh, Salwa, you are up. Okay, let me see. Oh, I, it went up. Okay, I find it. Um, I wrote this for, I can't remember, this quote, yes. Don't you know... Uh, don't you know yet? It is you, your light, that lights the world through me. Don't you know it's you? You're ask, sorry, let me repeat again. <laughs> and and you, how are you doing in time? I think I wrote it on the... Uh, you can, do, you I, I can mean, do it in French. Okay, let me, okay, can, let me start with French. Then. You can do it in French and then English. I have no problem with that. Okay. okay. Ne sais-tu pas que c'est ta lumière qui éclaire le monde Faisant donc de notre monde un monde meilleur, ton cœur ouvre le et aime. Un enfant qui pleure, soulage le, donne, sans t'attendre à rien. Tes sans-abri fournis l'heure du pain et un abri. Ta conscience se réveille là, ta nature traite là avec respect. Rappelle-toi en partage de ta terre, les animaux et pitié d'eux, clés avec justice. Juge-toi juge même avant de juger qui ce soit, toi reconnaissant chaque jour. Répond avec gratitude pour toute gentille. Yes, travaille avec conscience au lieu d'être jaloux. Apprends à pardonner ton âme, trouvera la paix. Et toi, cher poète, écris de la poésie qui fait émerger la beauté. Et n'oublie pas, parole sans action, ça ne compte pas. Jouis de la vie sans gaspiller, respecte ton corps et ton esprit. Apprends du nouveau tant que tu le peux. Et en anglais um, don't you know it's your light that lights up the world? So let's make our world a better place. Your heart opens it in love. The crying child relieves his cry. Give without expecting anything. For homeless, provide bread and shelter. Your conscience awaken her. Nature treats her with respect. 
Remember, we share this land, the animals' mercy on them. Others treat them fairly. Judge yourself before judging anyone. Be grateful every day. Respond with gratitude for any kindness. Work with conscience instead of being jealous. Learn to forgive. Your soul will find peace. A new dear poet. Write poetry that brings out beauty. But don't forget, words without action don't count. Enjoy life without wasting your body and your mind. Learn something new what you can. End of poem. This right here is a poem that changes worlds, that changes life. Um, You know, your first lines uh, popped into my head, the Live Aid song, We Are the World. And, uh, you know, it's like... um, it, it, it's a powerful, powerful song uh, for the hungry, for the people, for trying to change the world. And I, I believe that this is a world-changing uh, poem if people grab a hold of it and listen, especially poets. We've we got the pens to change the world, and we need to start using them. This is a wonderful piece, Sal. Amazing. Thank you. And with that, I want to welcome to the show. Lee. Hello, Lee. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, JCA. Thank you. All right. And I know you came in right before Salwa started reading, so what do you think of the uh, French-English combination there? Well, I probably don't need to say it out loud to say that um, the, the French version is just stunningly beautiful. Uh, that's it's just wonderful to hear. I just love to to hear hear it in French and and the way the way she read it was just gorgeous. And, um, and of course the poem is is a great prescription for life, how to live your life. Uh, and uh, it's a great message that she's told there and uh, and done very uh, very poetic way. Very beautiful poem. Thank you. And Meta, what do you think about it? So uh, I always love your your poems. Uh, what what I pulled from this is, uh, yeah, just everything that comes your way. You know, you got to be positive. You know, uh, no matter how dark life can get, sometimes you know you always got to keep that frame of mind where. You tell yourself that you're you're just going to be a positive person. You're not going to let the darkness get you down, you know. And uh, yeah, this is beautiful. I love the French. Thank too. you. Thank you. And I'm giving the last comment to Wayne. Wayne, what do you think? I thought I thought it was a fantastic poem. Great advice. You know, to care, to love, to love, be grateful, make the world a better place, love nature, take care of yourself, and most of all, forgive. This is a wonderful poem. I think everybody should read this first thing every morning and make them feel better and make them be, be a better person. I think it's a great, great job, Stella. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Wayne. Wonderful. Um, Oak, I'm going to go ahead and have you read our next poem, if you could. Sure. All right. This is titled, Where Do You Run Away by Diabolical Beard? Where do you run away from yourself? 
Where do you breathe when there is nothing left? In my head, I am popular. Voices gossip in the corridor. Cocktails and a mess. No, it's self-janitor. Which personalities is now equal? Mask over mask secrets. Crowded room. Who are these pe- Who are these people? Dive in, pills and bartender refills. They are no love remedy in the sequence. The memory is tight like a swimsuit. Sour, bitter, and rotten fruits. A minute to breathe, please. No more tears for tissues. A moment of insanity to pursue. Where do you run away from yourself? Where do you breathe when there is nothing left? Dark alley, melancholy cigarette. Bubble bath, slow pulse. Past relationship, now compare. Around and around the carousel. Misunderstood wanderer, trying to recollect. Gone away, I don't even regret. Let it die away. I don't feel it yet. Wow, this was fantastic. I am absolutely blown away by this piece. Um, He just dives right into the psyche of people. He dives into their feelings. He dives into their emotions and what they're thinking and how they act. And I think he has captured the human condition all in one poem. And I, I find it quite fascinating and amazing that he was able to do something like this. This is just absolutely brilliant. Uh, wonderful job, Beard. Now, before I get comments, I want to welcome to the show Rack. Hello, Rack. How you doing, brother? I'm here. <laughs> Happy oh, New Year. you're here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right, we're getting. I'm getting uh, comments for Beard's piece. Uh, Oak, you read it. What do you think? Well, this is intense, and this is, uh, you know, kind of classic Beard style. It is, uh, you know, kind of a slam bits and pieces, fragments that all uh, create a composite. You have to really step back to digest them a whole rather than look at uh, on the micro. Uh, and it does indeed speak to those, uh, you know, those, those reflections that we have to, uh, to, to give when we are uh, feeling the, the sting, feeling the stun of life and, and the many travails it throws our way. So powerfully written. Wonderful comment. Raz, what do you think? Yeah, this has that kind of mentality that everything around you becomes all the more detached because you're just as blasé as the fact that those around you are not interested in your own personal habits or thoughts, which uh, creates that form of world weariment and disillusion. I can see that underlining some of this prose in death. And uh, let me get a comment from uh, Salwa. What do you think about that? This is so deep, almost like provoking. 
I love the lines where do you run away from yourself, where do you breathe when nothing left. Um, I mean, it makes me think, do I really, it's impossible, like you really can't, except if you're dead. <laughs> I'm just what I was thinking of. So he did need it so beautifully. It's absolutely uh, well done. And, um, every, and you have to read it so many times to really grasp every line. But there's so many comparison. I love the carousel concept around and around the carousel. You repeat yourself again and again. Um, misunderstood wonder trying to recollect. And it's really about person who understand themselves, not even how others see you. And this is really, that's what we need to know to start with, really to get to know ourselves, not um, known by others. Really start by yourself first. And this is so deep. I really like it very much. I have to read it multiple times. But I'm so <laughs> taken away by it, so beautifully. And so beautifully read Oak, too. Thank you. Wonderful comment. All right. What we're going to do here is um, I want to say hello to Ezekiel Owens out on the board. Glad to see him. Um, let me see. I think he is one of our people from... No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where he's from, but I'm glad to see him here and uh, glad that he can be uh, on the board. And Raz, I'm going to put your piece next. I want to remind people that uh, if you're not talking, if you can mute your phones, please. I hear some typing in the background. All right, Raz, you're up, my friend. Raz, are you on mute? Oh, man, we lost him. Let me make sure. Oh, I got to take him off of mute. All right, Raz, welcome back. You're on the board. You hear me now? <laughs> I can hear you now. I was on mute. You put on mute. I heard what you were saying. There was some type clicking, and you were wondering about one of the members who's usually on daily list. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. You, you, for some reason, Blog Talk kicked you out, so I had to take you off mute. Okay. So. Here's this poem. It's called Memory Loss. Should not have responded medium, medium, to take the place of someone's company. Should not have listened to political opinion on why the normal citizen must be divided from the division and God and the country and all the hawing of Clayton Shaw and will the exclusive club shatter the glass ball. Should not have weakened integral defenses to begin with. Today was going to be the day I changed, yet I suffer from unforgettable memory loss. Did not mean to treat normal circumstances as holier as the art. Did not mean to never call and inquire how you're doing and how you are. Did not mean to grow more distant from the start. Today was going to be the day I apologized for the cruel, hurtful things I said, yet I suffer from unforgettable memory loss. Wouldn't want to be point of bother, doing just great girl, not listening to father. Wouldn't want to brandish to be much hotter, doing just great girl, by acting worse than your father. Actions speak louder without words. A picture tells the stories of a million other pictures. Today, we were going to celebrate a night of the town, 
for all the times the material fiber kept us down, yet I suffer from unforgettable memory loss. Don't really mind how often I was robbed to believe the predator before he closes in on the kill. Don't really mind myself is all I have to blame. If what I felt for you cannot be reciprocal, today was going to be the day karmic justice is overdue, yet I suffer from unforgettable memory loss. Dark blue is not dark blue, and the blackness and blankness to sleep. End poem. This is fantastic. Um, This is uh, something that I look at as a poem that talks about uh, the continual mistakes we make over and over and over again, but for some reason we just can't remember making them, and it just sets us up for um, for the next uh, mistake that we make, and um, I, I think it's just an awesome right. I, I love that uh, repetitiveness, the uh, the uh, refrain today. I meant, uh, yet I suffer from unforgettable memory loss. You don't know how relatable this is at times. And I think you've done a wonderful job with it. This is absolutely amazing, Raz. Um, Rack, what do you think about it? Now, Rack, are you on mute? I know I don't have them on mute. <laughs> um, let me get... Uh, hey, Am there here? you are. Welcome back. So, Welcome back. I, I hate my stupid mute button on my phone. Sorry, Raz. Um, yeah, th- th- this this was great. Um, <laughs> and not, not not what you're going through with the, in writing it, but, you know, <laughs> you, you, put, you explain it well. Um, there's a lot of emotion uh, wrapped up in this that I see, um, and like uh, JCA said, it's unfortunately relatable for a lot of us. Um, you know, the, the the way that you describe um, the the memory loss that you're going through and things like that, it almost sounds um, intentional at times, and, and and bordering on indifference even um, that you know you just don't care enough to to, to bother to even try and remember and, and all the things that you're talking about experiencing and going through, really just I mean, and then you talk about the karma of it, you know, it's like, you know, this is what you're feeling and and how you're feeling about it. And you know, it's going to come back um, because, you know, that's just the way things tend to flow. And and even seeing it happening, you're just, you know, not doing anything. So, yeah, this this is really deep. I I enjoyed this a lot, Raz. Yeah, you have the general idea of actual memory loss. That's what I meant with the piece. Thank you very much, Rack. And uh, Wayne, what did you think? Man, I thought this was an amazing point, Rance. Uh, suffering memory loss and something that you that are not worth for, for, are worth forgiving, forgetting. It's wonderful. It's deep meaning, and all the things that you let change you as a person. You, know, you want you come back to at the end and say that you're uh, that you want to apologize for them. And uh, for you believing all the trash that was thrown at you, and it takes away from your personal being as a person, and now you want to forgive, forgive for all the things you did through all the things you threw at people. It's a great job, and uh, I like it. It's an outstanding job. Love it. I was and, uh, that, but I forgot in the poem. 
Let me get a comment from, from Lee. Lee, <laughs> Lee what do you think? Well, yeah, I, I, I certainly can identify with this, with the memory loss and and, and forgetting to uh, to deal with those issues that at, at one time you planned to, you had good intentions, but then you forget. And um, I, I find that a lot of times you you will be in situations that will remind you of them, uh, but, but when it comes to um, dealing with them when you have the opportunity with with the person that you want to uh, address the different things that have happened, then it, you just blank on it. You don't think of it or, or um, you know, just that memory loss just hits you and it makes it impossible sometimes to, to properly deal with those things because you don't remember them when it's important to remember them. So I certainly can identify with this. It's a great poem. Thanks, Lee. All right. Let me see where I'm going to go from here. Uh, oh, I'm going to go that way. Let me get uh, this poem going. Uh, Meta, I'm going to have you uh, read your poem next. All righty then. I got to refresh. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Boo's not going to stop that uh, ever. I don't think. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, so funny. Okay, this this poem right here is part two of Time Machine. The first poem was kind of based on this guy. It kind of has uh, the the movie named Time Machine, you know, to where this guy he loses his wife and uh, he 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 wants to do everything to try to go back in time to 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 save his lady and. and Reunite with her So that's kind of where Where this poem starts So this one is Time Machine 2 Wait What the hell What is going on Don't tell me My calculations are wrong I should be traveling Faster than light Trying to get back to Tomorrow, tonight I have a date Among the stars By now I should be Halfway to Mars, holding my baby in my loving arms, falling in love again, her wit and charms. But here I am, lever in hand, time should be at my command. What the hell did all the math should be making love in the past? Time should be whizzing by, instead I find tears in my eyes. There has to be Another way, I want to bend time and space. Need to break free from gravity, my reality, this galaxy. I must go back. This isn't fair. Need to recalculate. E equals MC square. Energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. But here I am pulling out my hair. I'm going to try a little bit harder. I must become a little bit smarter. Time to hit the books, learn a little more. Time to get back to the drawing board. Sorry, my love, you'll have to wait. I must exercise my stupid brain. You'll always be in this heart of mine, no matter how long it takes this time. I'm crunching numbers. I'm going berserk. So now I must get 
my ass back to work to be continued again in the poem. I like it. I like it. You you've done so well with it. I I remember you wrote this one and you were so proud of it. You you asked people to read it and I I went and read it. And I got to admit this was this was a great old uh, story and a great poem altogether. Um takes a lot to um go ahead and uh not just write a poem, but write a story within a poem. And I think you did amazing on that. Um, great job. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate that. And uh, let me get a comment from Oak. Oak, what do you think on that one? <clears throat> well, I appreciate uh, your your flight of fancy, Meta. Um, your right brings to mind all sorts of fiction works about how yeah, we can try to go back if we had that proverbial time machine and, and correct things and make them come out better uh, from the Butterfly Effect movie to um, of the Back to the Future trilogy to Stephen King's 1963, and it always screws things up worse. There's only forward. Mm-hmm. There's not back. But I appreciate the sentiment, <laughs> brother. <laughs> Thank you. And let me get a comment from Sawa. Oh, it's just really beautiful. It's so, um, it reminded me of, I can't remember the name of the movie when you're going back in time and you try to fix things I can remember and get caught in the, uh, it reminded me of that. But it's, it has so much longing. There is regret. There is, um, it is romantic. And like you wish, you, you wish you can turn the clock back and, and change things. Mm. But you, but in the same time, you know it's not going to happen. So you're going to work on yourself to be better person, and um, mm-hmm. and you you wish that you give you get another chance. A very very uh, sincere and very beautiful, and so well read and Thank you, so creative, well. Well, creative. My pleasure. Part three is available. Okay. <laughs> 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 I wrote part two awesome. and part three the same day. And uh, last comment from uh, Raz. Yeah, this is a little bit like the H.G. Wells story, The Time Machine. But I see the differences on going from lifetime to lifetime, actually trying to make a connection with a soulmate, which you had previous lost, and uh, wanting to reunite somehow. And establish that connection will always be there. Thank you, Raz. All right, Boo wants to make a comment. So, Boo. Uh, I I think um, I like this. I like the, my favorite line here is I have a date among the stars, but I now I should be halfway to Mars. Seems like all your dreams, all your hopes here. And I'll have to read part three to get to the other part. I also like, I must go back. This isn't fair. I need to recalculate E equals M squared. That's really cool. I think this is clever and shows us a lot about your who you are and what you want. Great job. Thank you, Boo. You're welcome. All right. Cool picture, too. <laughs> what I'm going like to do right picture. now is um, I'm going to read my poem. 
And I, 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 I really like this poem, but uh, here we go. This is called Unread Origami. And it goes like this. <clears throat> Origami shackles on ivory wrists, stained in letterbox seeds, sickle wire beaches, crimson kneecaps, refuses to be loved unless she can love first. Lonely isn't just a word. It's an unread library of Braille. End poem. That's a good one. Eight one. Meta, what do you think? I like this poem. You you really like origami, huh, Jay? Uh, (laughs) That's what Booth said. Uh-huh. I know how to make a stork that flies. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this is a great right, Jay. Uh, origami shackles, ivory wrists, stand in letter box seeds, shackle wire beaches, crimson kneecaps. It's a little abstract, you know, but but I still think it's a great right. Good job, brother. Okay. Oh, Thank what you, did you so think much. Of origami? You're welcome. I don't think he heard you call on. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm on mute. Um, I know Bella likes using that origami uh, device in her writing a lot, uh, but I think it's apt here. Um, You know, it shouldn't be uh, substantial enough to bind us, and yet it seems that it does, as insubstantial as unrequited love or unreturned love. And I appreciate the, uh, the visual of the crimson kneecaps. Uh, you know, pleading, one is just it's just pleading for the other to, you know, allow themselves to be loved. Oh, no, got to be on their ground rules. And so it leaves you lonely. And the unread library of Braille speaks of haptophobia to me, one who is afraid to be touched. That's just my eye, how I see this lot of depth here. Thank you so much. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Look at it. Sour. I agree. I, oh, it's funny. I I, I agree because I'll, I see I'll, I'll, um, it's it's really beautiful and sad at the same time. Um, there is uh, wishes. Uh, it's something. The, the feelings are even marked and uh, stained in the letter box. When it stains in the letter box, you see they're always going to be there and they're waiting to go to destiny. It's like almost remind me of a message in a bottle where you wanted to go somewhere. And then, um, and there is this crimson kneecap, I agree with, uh, that's what made me think there is this uh, leading to, to wish that things, that the other one, the person that you love will be loved, uh, refuses to be loved unless she can love first. So it's incredible. The, the structure refuses to be loved unless she can love first. That's crazy. <laughs> the way you, you put it together is incredible. Um, I'm not sure about Unread Library, I'm not going to lie. It's almost like there are still books, stuff that you need to know about each other that's not read yet. It's like a book when you read, there's a book that you don't touch, you don't know about it until you read it. So that's what I feel like. There's still so much to know about each other. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful. Amazing. How about you, Rack? Racky Poo. 
I really like this joke, Jay. Um, I was I was obsessed with folding paper when I was younger. Um, I, I used to make all kinds of little things. I never got into origami per se, but um, I could make a little. Um, it look it looked like um an octagon or, or a um uh, a hexagon rather. But when you blew into it, it, it actually inflated into a box. Um, it was kind of cool. Um, and and you know the thing of it is that the beauty of it to me is every fold it's another layer. And every layer um, enforces the layer before to the point that you could actually take a one-dimensional shape and turn it into something three-dimensional, which is exactly what I think you did here. Um, you took that that shape that should be uh, shouldn't be able to bind, but you know if you do it right, it kind of could, and and you're lamenting that it didn't. Um, so yeah, the the, the frustration comes as the emotion and all the layers of feelings. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Thank you. And I just want to say that um, this poem was written to the contest prompt, which is a picture which I can't put up on the board right now because my gold membership uh, ran out last night and the banks aren't open. So I kind of uh, missed that. (laughs) I'll get it tomorrow, though. (laughs) I think origami is fun, though, for sure. Thank you. And lastly, Lee. I'm on mute. Oh, yeah. This is a great brevity. Um, and I really like just, just when you get to the end there where it says, uh, refuses to be loved unless she can love first. And lonely isn't just a word, it's an unread library of Braille. That's just, uh, that really hits hard. And um, that's, that's a great right, JCA. Just Great, uh, great treatment of, of that refusing to be loved, that, that feeling that um, that you can't overcome. That's great. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, this is pretty powerful, Jay. Uh, um, you know, wanting something so much that you don't know, you're kind of frustrated and aggravated, seems like, but uh, it's very poetic and. Um, I like the word choices, and I don't know, but you got you do dig your origami. Good, great poem. <laughs> Thank you, Boo. Thank you. Yeah, it, like like uh, Rack mentioned, origami is folds. It, there's different layers within the folds, and it's just something that uh, is combined together over and over again. So amazing. Uh, need a lady to read here. Boo, do you want to do the honors of the next poem? Okay. Yeah, we've got a little Lizzie for you. Someone would stop ringing. Jesus. Uh, Oh, maybe could Sal read it? I'm sorry. Okay, no problem. Sal, don't worry about it. It's not too uh, scary, okay? Okay. No, it's not. (laughs) In this case, I would. The picture, I I think, is the most scary thing about it, so... Okay. Even the light forgets your face like Lolisy. Admits the crowd like a shadow I stand. Slithering along pavement, bitter than cracked. Sympathy trembles, thumping me into pulverized ash. Swept into little gutters, lining the street's edge. Particle of nothingness, carried through a night sky. 
and exhaled Miss circling carcinogenic rings tossed with the wave of a hand invisible beneath the illuminating light for a shadow cast must first be recognized by the eyes of light it filters through my mirrored flash breath flows through me echoing like winds traversing through hollow caves melancholic requiem dot plays while blackbirds pray above my living carcass that lay smeared across the pavement. End of poem. Wow, I love this metaphor. This is this is dark and this is uh, absolutely stunning. You know, there, it may it may be dark, but you know the word the word choices and the way she brought it forth was absolutely stunning. I love the word requiem. For those who don't know, it's kind of yeah. a it, it's, it's the death march is what it is. Okay. It's a part it's a part of a of a of a musical piece that's called a death march. And the metaphor, right? There's a bunch of people that um, that wrote requiems. You can go Mozart's okay. requiem. You can go Brahms' requiem. There are so many different um, artists that have done requiems. I used to always listen to Brahms' requiem um, just to relax and and chill out, and I absolutely loved it. Um, Let me get some comments uh, for this piece, and let me start with Wayne. Wayne, what did you think about this? Oh, man, I I like this poem a lot. You know, the world is a cruel place, and uh, you, told, you told it well. You said, uh, stampede tramples, stomping me into pulverized ash, swipping, swipping to the glittering glitters, lining the street with the street's edge. That's the way the world treats people. It's grand. You have to throw you out, and uh, the metaphor's strong in this poem. It's sad and it's dark, but I like it a lot. You do, you do a good job telling the story. I love it. Good job. Oh, I totally forgot Lizzie did have it uploaded in the studio. I'm sorry, Lizzie. Oh, I forgot goodness. about the sound cloud. Uh did you like the way uh, Sawa read it, Lizzie? Uh, um, is that okay? No. It's not the same. Not the I same thought you read it great. But, yeah, I totally forgot, Lizzie. I, I'm sorry. That, my mind got into it too much. Uh, play it, play it. Play it, play it, play it, play it. Because it's, it's okay, really fair. Because I, I, I don't, sure, I why not? Like, why I not? Just, Yes. <laughs> I, I I always love to hear the um the oh I know where it's at. I always love to hear the uh, our, poet themselves reading yes, okay. what they wrote. And I think let me see if I can find it. I think I know where it's at. There it is. Okay, here we go. Sorry about that, Lizzie. Here we go. Even the light forgets your face by glow Lizzie. Amidst the crowd, like a shadow I stand, slithering along pavement, pitted and cracked. A stampede tramples, stomping me into pulverized ash, swept into the littered gutters, lining the street's edge. Particle of nothingness carried through a night sky, an exhaled mist circling carcinogenic rings tossed with the wave of a hand. Invisible beneath an illuminating light, for a shadow cast must first be recognized by the eyes of light. It filters through my mirrored flesh. Breath flows through me, echoing like winds traversing through hollow caves, 
a melancholic requiem doth plays, while blackbirds pray above my living carcass that lay smeared across the pavement. End poem. <laughs> there you go. All right, Salwa. You read it, then yes. heard it. What do you I think? I really, like, I'm not a, I, I, I mean, I'm not a dark person, but this is incredibly moving with the darkness. Um, it, it is like someone who's alive but dead from the pain and shattered. Uh, it's incredibly part. Of, there is so many imagery that just uh, every stanza, every line I really like. Truly, this is one of my, I think, my favorite particles of nothingness. How the the contrast is incredible, uh, and then it's carried through the night, make it even more darker, um, and tossed in the wave of hand. It's like a oh my goodness, the imagery I've, I've ever, it's so vivid that you can even see it and feel it, invisible. Yet they are invisible. She just play with the words in such an amazing way. You taste tossed with the hand, but invisible. Um, because of the, I guess, the pain that makes them so invisible, shadow come. I really love it. And then uh, my favorite one at the end, the molecular requiem dot play while backbirds pray above my living carcass that lay simmered across the pavement. I like how she started with the pavement in the beginning. I'd miss the crowd like shadow I stand slithering along the pavement but end up with the um, uh, carcass that lay smeared across the pavement. Wow, Lizzie, I, I, it's incredible. I really, <laughs> I just can't find enough words to say how much I love this one. Even though it's so sad. <laughs> and Oak, I'm letting you have the last say on this. I'm going to get off mute. Um, let's see. So I actually put a comment in here already, and I said it brings to mind the song Black Hole Sun. And I uh, kind of concur that, yeah, we sometimes feel forlorn like dark matter or like a supermassive black hole from which nothing, even light, can escape. So certainly even shadows don't notice and light doesn't. Um, There are going to be days like that. Then there are going to be days when you just raise your middle finger to the universe that tries to do that to you and you say, nope. Today, and we've oscillated back and forth between the light and the dark, the rose and the jade lenses, the yin and the yang. Shelter on this, Lizzie. And uh, what we're going to do next is I we're going to take a little bit of a music break, but not really a break, but we're going to play a little bud for everybody. And uh, let me get this going. This is a song he wrote called Come With Me.
Buckingham uh, feel to it, a little bit of uh, Fleetwood Mac, um, and I really, really enjoyed that piece. Um, you know, it was almost uh, a little bit of unplugged at the same time, so amazing, amazing poem, an amazing song. Rack, what do you think about that? I love, I love it. Um, th- th- this is no exception, and th- the the lyrics just carry me away half the time. Uh, I keep saying this. I I, I forget that you know, he's like one of us. You know, he's not a uh, a paid musician per se, or maybe he is. I don't know. <laughs> you, you you slumming, bud? <laughs> this it, this was, it was incredible. It was. Um, I, I mean the the lyrics and and, and the the song. You know, you could you could hear the longing in, the, in his voice, and and you know it's it's just one of those things. I I don't know the 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 culture and everything, the way that I grew up, you know, as old as I am, and and the experiences that I've had. Yeah, I I kind of picture you know being in slipping away in a dorm room with the girl that I want to date or whatever, smoking whatever, and just hanging out and playing the guitar for them. <laughs> like you say, unplugged. That, that that That's a really good thought, you know, a really good way to put it, too. Um, it, it feels like one of those type sessions that, you know, you, you, you're you just hanging out with us and, and trying to seduce us, and you do it every time. Great right, bud. Awesome. And uh, Lee, what do you think? Oh yeah, I I just love the lyrics and 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 the music and and the way he sung it. Just it's it's a fantastic job. Just a, a beautiful song. Just simple and and just tells a, a perfect love story and uh, done very well. I really like this. All right, and Salwa, what do you think? <laughs> you know how much I love Buddha's uh, work. I wish he called on this one, actually. Um, this is really incredibly emotional, romantic. That's that's who he is. There is some feeling, I agree, uh, with longing, as, as um, Raconteur said. 
but he's such a fabulous musician. I really, I hope he he does put his art on public because it's so amazing. I do, I have mean him away every time he writes. That's the thing about him. He writes every time, romantic and never get bored of it. Oh, I'm not gonna say oh again, Budo, the opposite. Oh, Budo, great. <laughs> so <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> And before we move on, let me welcome to the show the rockin' one himself, Randall. Hey, Randall. How you doing, brother? Uh, gracious good evening, fam. Hey, Randall. And I hope all is having a marvelous new year. Hello, Randall. Welcome, Randall. Yes, absolutely. And Randall, this was perfect timing. Uh, you're just in time to hear Boo read. So, Boo, okay. you're up. Okay. Uh, this is called Diabolical Dysfunction Requesting Change. Okay. <laughs> Motion bottled and shaken to the point of explosion, risking a state of destruction. Simple rising of a raging white cat, twisted by the stormy hands of dysfunction. Clapping waves of reaction against mountains of addictive distraction. Causing one an internal standoff, a decision like a diamond in the rough. Raise the white flag of resistance, offer yourself some assistance, breathing in a meditative manner, setting up a slow releasing standard, steadily releasing emotional pressure in a controlled state of measure. Or find yourself dead on the floor having exploded an internal combustion roar because you fought to hold on to the building pressure, attempted cognitive destruction, neglected yourself thriving construction, fearing your own atomic persuasion, either resulting in emotional disruption but only the psychic total annihilation. End poem. <laughs> Dang. I, I really love this poem. Wow. It's you know, it's like you put two roads in front of someone and they can choose the road on the right or the road on the left. One will lead to peace and um, kind of like um, a, a way that, um, you know, it's like, you just are, are trying to relax and trying to become one with yourself where the other door is like a self-implosion. It's like something that takes a hold of you and tears you from the inside and makes you, um, makes you collapse in on yourself. And I, I love the, the direction you take this because that first stanza sets it up, and those second two stanzas give you a choice. And I really like that, Boo. It works, it works very well. Randall, what do you think of that piece? Thank you. Uh, yeah, Jay, I, I agree. There is. Um, we, uh, we need to, um, if you want freedom, and it's being seized on all fronts, um, emotionally, mentally, information overload, spiritually, politically, globally, you name it, whatever, all fronts. A lot of confusion, misinformation, uh, a lot of falsity, tyranny, you name it. And yet, uh, through it all, you either stand and 
it back or you roll over and die and allow the fear and the tyranny and uh, all this other BS um, to overcome you. Um, the enemy is good about working on fear and uh, gloom and doom. Um, don't buy into it, all right? Nobody has that kind of control unless you allow it. Uh, the word person has the connotations that links one's self to the word slave and mask. That's what person means. I call myself human, okay? I'm not a person because we're under that tyranny. Um, don't buy into the bullshit. Stand up and take it back. This time it's going to cost us a little bit of uh, uh, effort because we've been spoon-fed the freedom and didn't have to pay a lot of cost except personally. And Jay, and you know what I'm talking about. And the sacrifice for this country of the freedoms. Um, this time it's going to cost us. And we went to sleep and allowed ourselves to be infiltrated individually and collectively. Now it's going to cost us a little bit of effort, and we're going to have to seize it if it means something. And either we do or we don't. And there's really no middle ground because someone else is going to seize it for us if we don't. In fact, they're already in the process of doing it if we're paying attention. And, and I think that's what's coming across here um, in a lot of these uh, metaphoric flavors. Well done, Bill. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lana. Excellent comment. Raz, what do you think? Yeah, the timeline has been set by IEA. We're 100 seconds till midnight. So I think this has to do with uh, the threat of impending nuclear war and how loss of control starts playing in throughout the population, not able to actually handle the insanities of politics trying to drive the world to that kind of fatal conclusion. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Ren. And Oak, <laughs> what do you think? Well, I, it could well mean that uh, globally. I'm seeing it kind of more as a, as a personal uh, statement exactly. that uh, um, that we do struggle with this, and it's ongoing. Um, yeah. As Randall put it, you know, we have uh, lives who are sacrificed every generation to preserve peace, and it's not just once. And we have to daily daily exercise the discipline to find centering, to find balance, yes. to find peace. It isn't just, oh, one time I've made the decision, I've got it right, and we're good to go. Oh, hell no. Not, not any more than exercise once. Yeah, you know, go in and do a few push-ups. You're fit for life. It is daily. <laughs> it is ongoing. It is a slog. It is an arduous discipline, and it ain't easy. And that is on the macro and the micro. And Saul was dying to make a comment, so I will yield. The, the state of uh, California yields, yields its time uh, to the floor. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> All right, Sal. I guess I, I guess that's okay. Thank you. Yeah, Kendra, I can I can resist this one, boo. <laughs> Thank you all for your help. <laughs> uh, uh, I, uh, first, I have a question. Is this your picture? The, uh, do you know how much I love the clouds? Is this something you took, Boo? This is incredibly beautiful. Did you take this no, picture? 
Oh, oh so beautiful. Got my attention. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love how you went with this because it's a poignant message and we all can really relate to this. We we all have to make, not everyone, some people are so good at making decisions in their lives, <laughs> but um, either way we take, it will still feel pain. There will be pain either way. It's not going to be an easy way. That's what I got from there. And I agree with the personal, like a diamond in the rough. That's incredible. The transition there. That's where even even if it's still going to be painful, because the rough is cut you, diamond is beautiful, so you want to get to there, you're still going to have a rough way. Um, but if you don't, it can become over your fear, resulting in emotion disruption. That's incredible. And you wrote it five minutes ago before the show. That's <laughs> I don't know how you do it, Boo. I know. I wrote it know. earlier. I just forgot to move it over. <laughs> oh, oh. Thank you. okay. Then that's amazing. I really love it. Thank, Thank you. you. I was Wayne, you get you. the next comment. I think the mountains of addiction are mountains of addiction is t- are tall. The dysfunction is rampant. The choices we make will determine if we're found dead on the floor, and we, or will we make a difference? The fear of your atomic destruction could result in emotional disruption. Stand tall. Don't let the waves of the temptation uh, get to you when you when it surrounds you. Be a real person. Yeah, I love this. It's a great job, Boo. Good job. Good story. Thank you. Good talk. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Wayne. Jay, can I close the phone? Real quick, um, yeah, just a real quick one. Those that are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that usually do. I just ask and pray that everyone stand up and claim your own world and change it internally <laughs> and externally. As easy as that. Seek and you shall go. find, ask will be given, knock and the door will be open. You have not because you ask not. Cowboy up. Time to make a stand. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to the next um, poem. And um, let me actually let me get a comment from Rack, and then then we'll go on to the next poem. Yeah, I, I, I like this poem. Um, the thing that struck me the most was I think it's the middle of the second verse um where you talk about the slow releasing mm-hmm. breath um the idea of resetting yourself and, and just collecting everything um puts the whole thing in focus for me and you know i think that's the message that that i took away from it too you know it's kind of like saying you know you you want to make sense you got to you know take back step back and take stock and and that was the impression i got from that um the whole thing obviously is, you know, rife with emotion and, and, and a little sense of frustration of what's going on in the world. But, you know, that 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 was what made sense of it all, and that's what I appreciated the most. Very enjoyable. Thanks, Rick. And um, I'm going to put Lee's up if Lee wants to say anything about that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, this just uh, just does such a great job of, of talking about the the pent up emotions and the, and the hope for the future and, and wanting to uh, to deal with that pressure that's inside. It just there's so many memorable lines like motion bottled and shaken to the point of explosion. You can just see a, someone shaking a bottle of carbonated 
uh, liquid and, and seeing it explode and just that's a perfect metaphor for that kind of feeling. And um, the um, raise the white flag of resistance and offer yourself some assistance. That's just an amazing a uh, couple of lines there, just the, the rhymes and, and the flow and, and the message. This is perfect. Just a great right boo. Thank you, Lee. You rock. All right. Lee, you, your poem is on the board. Okay, let me refresh here. Let's see. Oh, there it is. It's not fair having me follow such great rights, but uh, we'll give this a shot. This is called the, the Sailor. Upon the dregs he limply lies, tossed aside by a raging sea, with sunburned face and vacant eyes, a brave and stalwart sailor he. A sagging raft now rides the waves, a burning sun his only mate, its glaring rays to find the days and mark a countdown to his fate. Each night he sees a ghostly sail, a luffing sheets deny the wind. A lookout hears his earnest hail, no cry for help will ever send. The morning brings a clarity, soon aid must surely come, but the day renews the misery brought by the ever glaring sun. The ocean lies before so vast An endless chain of rippling waves Countless sailors the storms have cast To the depths where lie their hidden graves The lure lies deep within the soul A siren call that never ends Only a sail are they made whole To see their primeval friend his blistered skin neath brilliant skies, each breath a labored gasp within his chest. With crusted lips and sightless eyes, his heart beats faint beneath his breast. On better days, his thoughts return with running sail and steady breeze. On distant lands, his heart would yearn while gazing at the turquoise seas. A cooling breeze now bathes his face. Of pain and thirst, at last he's free. His destined home he'll now embrace as he calmly slips into the sea. End poem. Wow, this is absolutely stunning. I love your rhyme scheme on this. Uh, the one thing that I notice on this that is very awesome is I want to hear, I want to see you read this with an eye patch. And maybe a, a fake a fake hook for a hand. I, I, that's something I, I see an old salty dog reading. And uh, I, I think you did a wonderful job with this, Lee. I absolutely love it. I love the way you uh, you brought it forth. Amazing job. Uh, Raz, what do you think? Yeah, sheer having it all be summed up by a return to the sea is like trying to find the very beginnings of what there was of life on the planet. So this does have a certain profundity that even with nature, as we have uh, those who are buried at sea, there is that actual return there on what had begun at all. 
Wonderful comment. Uh, wonderful comment. Let me get a comment from Oak on this. I appreciate your levity, Jay, with the eye patch and the hook. <laughs> I, I, see, I see, though, the difference, and the subtle difference, and a significant difference that Lee's writing of not the pirate who is about uh, <laughs> conquest, uh, conquest at all costs and no relational uh, connections, just transactional relations. Mm-hmm. But it's a transactional relationship with the, with the pirate has. It's just they take. They don't negotiate for. Uh, you know, Lee is writing of the, the timeless metaphor, the castaway. I've written so often of the flying Dutchman. I don't know which is worse, to be cast away and brought to, to the shame on shores for uh, unrequited love or to continue to be uh, sucked down into the abyssals of the ocean and never to find shore. Uh, so, you know, I feel, I feel your pain in this poem, and you uh, well frame it here, Lee. Thanks, so. Mm-hmm. Rack, I need to take the uh, last comment on this. What do you think? <laughs> See, everyone's got different um, different sailors that they got. Um, unfortunately, I, I I got stuck on um, believe it or not Popeye because you know Popeye the sailor. But <laughs> there's a definite connection to the ocean, to the to the salty brine. Um, almost, uh, I guess, closer to what Oak said. Um, not so much. Uh, I guess well. A, a castaway type, you know, lost at sea feeling, um, but you know that the, the nautical theme, the the connection to the ocean, was clear throughout this whole thing, and and that first stanza was was absolutely classically brilliant. That that was perfect. Um, the language and and the way that you phrase it and the rhyme, everything about that was just a beautiful setup for the rest of the poem. This this was really a great great. Oh, thank you. Let's see. I haven't done this for years. Okay, there we go. Okay, Boo, what do you think? Lee, I think this is really good. But I've seen something else. Um, I see like a journey through life that you've been yeah. going through, and 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 alone. Only alone can you actually find what you're looking for, and um. Then you see, then you find your clarity at some point. Um, and when you say a siren call that never ends, maybe you're always looking for that one that completes you, but you have to find it alone on your own. And and that journey continues. I think uh, great message, and I, I love your wording. And you've only gotten better, Lee. I don't know what you did when you were gone, but it's working, my friend. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, All right, next. Next up, we have Oak. Oak, you are up. All righty here. So the photo is, or the image, is uh, borrowed from Hamlet. Oh, what a piece of work is a man. Titled Species Stuffing. Hog's breath and hogwash, duplicity and complicity, best intents and vagrancy. Paucity and vacancy, presumptuousness and contempt, intense, ill intents, the absurd and just words, both hollow and fallow, the fillers of killers into village pillars, pillaging wonders of soul well plundered, so torn asunder, no snakes nor snails nor puppy dogs' tails. 
neither sugar nor spice, nor any night, but fire and ice, and stuff of dreams that is ne'er what it seems. Beware the lair of harrowing marrow. Tis but sorrow of the morrow. Awesome. Awesome. Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him well, Horatio. <laughs> I knew him, Horatio. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, I, I love this. I, I love how you, uh, you did the little, um, took your classic style of wordplay and put it into um, a, a marvelous piece that is just um, intertwined with this this Shakespeare classic. Amazing job. Thank you. Um, let, me, let me get some comments for you, and let me start with Randall. Randall, what do you think about that piece? Uh, this is quite a this is quite an interesting piece, Oak. Um, a lot going on here, especially with the pictures. Uh, we we find ourselves getting into a lot of different things, and we can see the reflections of it all over the world, good, bad, and ugly. Um, and so much of it is uh, just grasping for win and just excerpts of vanity here. Um, and yet the choices we make lead us in all these different directions, be it in the absurdness of words, hollow and follow. We deal with the fillers, the killers, and the village pillars, uh, the snakes, the snails, nor puppy dog tails. It's, and neither the sugar nor the spice. It's uh it's quite a piece showing the um the futility of truly trying to get through this on our own and making heads or tails of it. Um and being deceived at the same time to actually think we may know something. Uh until the next accident and we discover we don't. Uh, and the beware of the lair of howling morrow. Says, but sorrow of the morrow. That's exactly what it is. Even the quest to know it can lead you to the brink of insanity. Trust me. <laughs> I kind of live in a frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this piece speaks a lot of volume. But I think what I like about it most is the cleverness of the wording that he used uh, in the simplicity and yet reflecting how deep it truly is. Well done, Oak. Thank you, sir. And Selwa, I'll let you have next comment. I think I think I, I understand it. I see something that's so hard to understand. Oh, with with his English, with his I need a dictionary with me when I read his poem. Um, I see the duplicity and complicity in this exactly what you said in the beginning. Um, and there is, you you go this way with duplicity in everything you do. You say intention. And um, uh, best intent and flagrancy, but there is a, there is a lack of it, lack of it, and like they're almost on vacation. These things, <laughs> this is a good intention. They took vacation. It's it's so profound, and then presumptions and um, concepts that uh, also go back to the intention. It just go keep rolling back, and those words, like the intention of those words, can be absurd. Uh, I don't know. That's what I guess, and can be hollow. 
I hope I'm going the right direction. <laughs> 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 I hope. They never figure out uh, figure out oh but I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> and then it can be sweet and at the same time spicy, so be careful which one you, which way you, you go really with it, because the moral you have to find the essence of it. When you say more moral, remind me of Socrates, how you have to dig in and get in the bones and <laughs> dig the. This is it's so bad, it's so rich, it's crazy. Um, so hope, I tried. <laughs> Let me get let me give one How more comment. I am. No, I'm just curious. How close I am, Oak? Please, please. How? What you give me? Ten, five, from ten, five, four. <laughs> oh, you're, you're 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 perfectly right on, Salva. You're perfectly right on. Oh yay! Yay! <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy. <laughs> and uh, Lee, what do you think? Well, first of all, I'd compliment Oak on the on the selfie with him holding the skull. <laughs> uh, no, this just makes me go watching Hamlet, and I could just feel the the uh, the, the contradictions and, and the you know the the play on words that goes through this is just marvelous, and the presumptuousness and contempt, intense, ill intents. Uh, it's the kind of play on words that Shakespeare was so good at as well. And this is just uh, right up there with what, what Shakespeare wrote for Hamlet or for for many of his other writings. And um, this is uh, just a fantastic write. I just love the, the play on words just continues line after line. And it's, it's just a, a joy to read. Great job. Thanks, Lee. Awesome. And uh, what I'm going to do next, he, he's out on the board, uh, Big Verge. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read him next. Uh, glad you could join us. And uh, I hope I do him justice. This is called 2021 by Big Verge, and it goes like this. <clears throat> so the time has come to have New Year's fun because the year 2020 is finally done. But what a year. 2020 has been. It's been a year of fear due to this virus disease. So as some folks cheer and drink some more beer, what will 2021 bring to a global kingdoms? Because it's clear that fun may well not run due to vaccinations and big money problems. So celebrate? Nah. This year I'll pass. Instead of act like an ass because 2021 may well become a year that's remembered for years to come due to trade deals done and presidential stunts filled with agendas and more restrictions. Don't go here and don't go there unless you're rich and can choose to live in a virtual world where quarantine serves to help you work in foreign lands so you can still make cash, or maybe bitcons, according to tech boys, while mutated strains of this virus cause pain, well, so they say, and the same shameless names who keep 
getting paid for causing disarray because party days will not be the same. Now 2020 is done and infections jump and vaccinations are forced on everyone. Well, maybe not forced, but when you get to airports, you'll have to report what tests you had to airlines like Qantas and may get told that you now can't go where you want to go because of new controls that will take hold of how you roll. It's a sketchy road with definite goals. So I remember this quote, Big Verge told you so, because of places like Spain where they're already saying that if you choose to reject and refuse to take a vaccine for COVID-19, or is it that 20 or 2021, that your name will be one placed on registers of those who are known to have simply said no to receiving a jab, and that's a fact. So what's up with that? Because it sounds like a plan to make people less keen to be those not deemed to be COVID-free. But do these vaccines make you free of disease like COVID-19 when mutilated, mutated strains seem to quickly update and return again? 2021 doesn't sound like much fun unless vaccinations are taken by everyone. So, of course, they'll say that you can choose to abstain, but if the virus strains mutate again, policies may change and then rearrange. And I think that we'll see politicians lean towards making vaccinations compulsory because it doesn't make sense to let some say yes, but to have them stress because of those who reject what they say will suppress the rise and spread of this deadly virus. It's a situation that's causing consternation because of how lockdowns and masks haven't stopped corona-causing problems. So now that 2020 is finally done, this poem is one that's not about fun. It's about that question, what is likely to come in 20. 21 and poem. Wow. This has a bite to it, has power to it. It it has everything in it and uh jeez. <laughs> I know one person who really wants to comment on this and I'm I'm going to go ahead and uh, let him comment first. Uh Randall, what do you guys say, brother? Uh, okay. Boy, Jay. Um, I gotta, okay. I gotta, I gotta take a breath here because, uh, I don't want to completely open a whole can of worms here. And I understand what this is. This is, this is a reflection that we're seeing symptoms that we're needing to fight off. And we are, of the 2030 agenda. Uh, that's been in the works for a while, and they've stepped up the speed here by the globalists. Um, the vaccine's part of it, 5G's part of it, uh, the Chinese takeover that's infiltrated intelligence and about a 1,000 government agencies. It's all part of the same thing, led by big money um, and elitists for power control. Um, besides all that, though, uh, and that part's obvious. And if 
they become successful, yes, we're screwed. However, I do say this, guys, and you can mark these words. Pay close. Did we lose Randall? No, I think the government cut him off. I think they did. <laughs> Randall, are you still there? We can't hear you, brother. You think sensitive right, now? <laughs> yeah, that's better. Big Brother's watching. Can you hear me now? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I get shut down a lot, guys. I, I truly do. I get shut down a lot. Uh, pay attention closely to this week and watch the events that are going to transpire here. There has nothing ever been in the history of this country of what's going to transpire here and the exposure. These fucking cockroaches are going to be brought to light for what they've done, all right? And I don't want to get into military intel, but there's over about 40,000 indictments, and it moves up and down the ranks. I've spent my life studying this stuff and being current on it on a bunch of different levels. It doesn't make me authority, but unless you've done your research, um, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Sorry. Uh, And this is going to... This is going to blow your mind, but it's also going to show you how we're taking this back across this country. People, you need to remember, America was born as a beacon to the rest of the world for this very day and this very hour. <laughs> All right? So don't be deceived under this fear-mongering bullshit and this uh, vaccine crap that potentially alter your DNA on a rewiring process. Fuck that, Okay. This is nothing more than a flu with about 93 mil or 93 of the world's virologists that you won't hear on main media telling you it's a pandemic, not a pandemic. And if you understand the root word of what pan is, he's beefamont that was worshipped by blood sacrifice, the base of Mount Hermon. Okay, and they got into all kinds of shit, and it was the leaders and the governments at that time. And they would do a whole bunch of sacrifice and go crazy on the blood, go into a pandemonium, and spread it as a pandemic. And if you truly understand the culture of Pan, he pied pipered and led the kids astray. That's the fairy tale part of it. The reality was that's the real evil that's permeating this place. And you take it back. All right? He that is in us is stronger than he that is in the world. And there's no yep. choice. And you, right? you know, you know something soul. about about Verge. Uh, he he is in Barbados, and he's seeing this yeah. stuff already taking place in in that yeah, country. Because you got you guys got to understand the wall that Trump built. Yes, it has its purpose physically, but it is metaphorical. It is to keep the beast at bay. The problem is we've allowed the cancer because while we were sleeping, it slept. Uh, it slipped in and, and contaminated the ranks. And so now we have to dismantle it and get rid of the space for cancer or else we're screwed. And that's what you're going to start to see coming across here really quick. The whole thing's going to be dismantled. Just watch. It's going to blow your mind. So if you're going to go to the store and stock up on anything, stock up on popcorn and watch this. It's going to be a hell of a show. All right, uh, let me go to the phone lines first, and let me welcome in um, Frank. Hello, Frank. How you doing, brother? 
Oh, I don't know what I got onto here, my friend. Uh, I just came here to read <laughs> uh, my poem. Okay. That's all I came in to read my poem. I don't get into politics. Yep, uh, Y'all can do it. You know, I, I just came here to do just uh, read my poem. So uh, just tell you, me when you, that can happen. You'll get it. All right. Thank you very much. All right. And I'd like, uh, I believe we have Lady A on the line. Is that right? Yes, it is. Hi, how are you? Hey, Hello, how are you doing, Andrea? Hi, Lady A. Well, happy new year. Happy new year to you as well. To you, Jim. All right, we're still getting uh, comment. I'm getting comments for Big Birds. Let me get get one more comment. Let me get that comment from Oak. Well, I I respect you, Randall, (laughs) and I'm a. I'm a believer also, um, and yet I'm a science guy, and I've got a family member who has earned her Ph.D. as a virologist who works at the Pentagon, who's been in all the hot spots of the planet, and another family member who's a nuclear physicist with the new U.S. Navy, smart people, legit people, and uh, the conspiracy theories are just about fear-mongering. They really are, and that we've been predicting the end of the world forever. And you know what? You know, from the Yiddish proverb to Jesus who said, no one knows the day nor the hour. Be responsible. Work today to make a change. And quit being concerned about the friggin' end of the the universe. That's just sitting on hills in white robes and giving up on today. And that's the devil's job. And I'm not a Trumpster. Sorry. Just my opinion. I think he is the, the author of lies. (laughs) <laughs> okay, we're not going to go into um, in, into this any further, and uh, we're going to go uh, ahead. And uh, Randall, do you have a piece that you can drop for uh, to read? Uh, yeah, I do, Jay. I'll, I'll drop one on the board. All right. And then uh, from after sure. Randall, we're going to have Rack. And then we're going to have, uh, let me see, let me see, Frank. So hopefully we'll get everybody to uh, good to go. All right, Frank, okay. so, you're up. Uh, Lady, a, Lady A can send her poem to you, me or you, Jay. Okay. Sure. If you want to read one, Lady A, that's fine. Okay, great. Thanks. Yep. Send it to me, please. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is a... Uh... Oh, just another one from a recent collection here. Um, It's called Shapes of Discovery from Doc Philosophy. Here relaxed in the mercy of time, when shipwrecked pools gather at water's edge, mingling words with lonely oaks, barren as minor titans, awash with winter shivers against lazy landscapes, while twilight unfolds, brave colors and natural mysteries, witnessing shadows unfurl, into a flare of dark ribbons like streaks of silence swallowing today's faded sparkle. Merely puppets on parade or nocturnal masters given dominion across late hours as gatekeepers over dank vaults full of dark secrets until strands of glory pierce the conscience becoming bubbles with wobbly skin exploded by ghostly wonders. Now open and fully aware, acceptance has always been waiting 
under violent skies in a circus filled with karma police, face shifters, and cranky ringtones. End of poem. <laughs> there you go, my friend. There you go. This is uh, <laughs> there you go. Is, is this? It's an. Oh yeah, this is another doc philosophy. I, I love your doc philosophies. You, you you keep them going little bit by little bit, and uh, you bring a uh, a great um, a great understanding through how you sit on how you sit on your doc and just think of these things. Uh, I really like it. Um, Raz, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I can see this psychologically implicating how distant other individuals in society are to the individual mind and uh, these ponderings of all our new social customs which started just simply having a certain amount of uh, indifference towards our fellow man up to being obsessed with always being on the phone, that end line, the ringtones. uh, It all interconnects with uh, the individual kind of feeling a bit alienated with the world, at least from what I read. Awesome comment. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do my uh, thank yous right now. We're just about ready to drop off the uh, air for the people on the board. But everybody who's on the line, we're going to get to read. I want to thank uh, Brandy, Salva, Raz, Wayne, Bella, Meta, Oak, Lee, Rack, Randall, Frank, and Lady A for calling up. I want to thank Lizzie, Irish, Beard, Souls, Azakel, Tila, Ezekiel, Verge out on the board. And want to thank everybody else, Bud, for that awesome song. Everybody who hasn't read today will be read on our house uh, noon Wednesday. So there you go. Let me get another comment for Randall. And let me get it from uh, from uh, Lee. Oh, hold on. Lee's gone. Uh, Salwa, please. Salwa, are you on mute? Oh, we lost Selwa. I'm sorry about that. Uh, let me get a comment then from um, from Frank. Frank, what did, you, uh, did yeah, you got to hear it, right? Well, I only heard half of it. Unfortunately, I didn't hear all of it. Okay, no, no, no problem. Let me get a comment then from Boo. Boo, what do you think, Boo? I like this. I read I read this one, uh, but you know I like your the way you look at things and the way you make it just so poetic when you read it, and your mind the way that it works I think is fascinating and it's interesting and um, you know super talented and I see this too as like being slaves to technology, slaves to all the other shit that we worry about that's not really important. Um, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It isn't going to matter later when it comes down to it. And uh, you make us think, and you always do. I think it's fantastic. Awesome. And, Thank, you, uh, Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Welcome. Oak, before you leave, what do you, what do you think, Oak? Oh. 
Really? Oak, are you on mute? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm on mute. Well, Randall, you're always thought provocative, and your pen is talented and poised. And um, agreeing with all the other comments, and then especially appreciating your clothes with a bit of humor, at least it was humor to me, and those cranky ringtones. Oh, God, aren't they just irritating? <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And it is the yeah. full capacity of the creativity of most of our population, which is the crying shame. Come on, think of something original. <laughs> poetry, <laughs> paint, <laughs> express yourself. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. And Rack, are you back? Yeah, just now. Yeah, I just got back. Wow, Randall. You you always... Sorry. I had to take care of uh, some, some pills and stuff. Um, Yeah, you, 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 you always, um, you always uh, get us to think and situation into perspective and and this is very very much so uh in a, in a beautiful way i like how you do it uh every time i hear you read you know uh more and more i, I appreciate the things that you say and, and your thought your thoughts behind them this is a great uh great piece randall thank you oh thank you brother if i've done that then i've achieved the first step thank you all right, and I know Lady A came after Frank, but uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to have Lady A go ahead and read her poem, and then what? We'll, okay, here's the order I'm going to go in. I'm going to go Lady A, Rack, Frank, Irish. You all are still on the phone line, so that's what we're going to do. Um, can I ask? Can I just say one thing? Sure, Frank. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to stay on. So, um, can you just recite my poem for me? Are you sure? If not, yes, yes. I, I'm, just not, I'm, not in the, I'm just not in the mood right now. Thank you. Is ever if is everybody okay if Frank goes now? No, no, I have to go. I have to go. But go ahead and, oh, and just oh, read my poem. Oh, okay. Yeah. I will. I thank will you. read your thank poem. You. That's fine. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Yep. Lady A, we have your poem on the board. Okay, thank you. This is called Sometimes. Into the dark forest of the year, facades fall along with tears, colored lights and merriment, golden baubles jubilant. Evening ambience lit by tiny white lights softly glow through each night. Beauty hugs, attempts to please, apart, alone, can't be appeased. Pity parties are permitted as long as we don't stay there in it, caught, trapped, isolated. Sometimes my life can't be tasted. Thoughts plague my brain, we've lost. I fear we won't regain. Signs point to the end of days. Revelation has warned always. Sometimes I cannot take this place where humans lost the human race, where children cry into the night, where drugs and guns kill outright, where love is absent, hearts turn to stone or crave in pain all alone, where selfish desire comes first, the pendulum swings, destroys earth. We are the reason for the season. We are the reason for earth's treason. 
I dare not wallow in this muck too long, for now I do not have a song. Depleted of the will to try, today I hang my head and cry. Life tastes a putrid flavor. When this party's over, I'll once more taste sweet clover and poem. Amazing, amazing job. And I know there's going to be some people that are going to say, keep your head high. Yeah, we've, we've got a time here that we're living in that is very unique and very, um, it hasn't happened in a hundred years. And if you look at history, uh, 100 years ago, we had a pandemic. hundred years before that, had another pandemic. And uh, it's been about the last three centuries that um, that it's happened like this. So I'm 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 thinking that uh, your your thing here we um, we need to turn around and look at it as if we're in a moment of pause. But if we turn around, and we be positive. We can change our own world. And I'm going to tell you one person that will agree on that comment is Randall. Randall, what do you got to say about this? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, another, um, it's another reflection of the oppression that we're under. And you're right, Jay. History cycles itself. Um, any scenario that we've been through, you can look back in history and see an isolated event and the outcome of it. Um, and it's just cycling itself now on a global level as opposed to an isolated culture at some time in the past. Nevertheless, it's the same effects on humanity. It can be at one person or seven billion. It's still the same thing. Um, it's just a lot more in front of it. It's a lot more demonstrative, I should say. Um, and she wrote it really well, uh, emphasizing the uh, uh, psychological, emotional trauma that a lot of people are under. And you're right got to stand up and claim it and change it that's we have the right to do that as human beings and we should there you go amen on that brother amen on that thank you uh, let me get a comment from Raz Raz what do you think about that yeah I see this poem is directly inspired by Corn's Freak on the Leash and yeah. the description of the poet says it's on someone who realized corporate America is always controlling them while profiting over their own suffering. And you could sum up that kind of tragedy with the remainder of the verses this poet has conjured, inspired by those very lyrics of not being able to take uh, the place or being able to stand, being no more than the instrument for someone else's gain at your own personal loss and uh, when you see all these different social issues like gun violence and drug abuse as well as the very uh, apathy in general from other members of society mixed in with these verses it shows a realistic interpretation of what goes on in suburbia thank you and Boo, Boo, what do you want to say about this? Well, I think this shows Lady A's heart, how she's always concerned 
for others and what's going on around the world. And it's true, you know, everybody's worried and scared. I see it every day when I walk in the front door. I have to, like, mentally prepare myself to go to work. And uh, it hurts me more than anything to tell people, we don't have that. I'm sorry, I can't help you. And um, so I see your heart here, your concern, and a lot of great points that you brought up, and I feel the same way. Awesome job. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Once, Thanks for coming. You're welcome. Once again. Yeah, thank you for coming. Thank you for reading for us. Really appreciate it. And very much. we're going to move on to the next poem, which is uh, Rax, and I do have the audio for it. This Rax is called... This is awesome. I love this poem. Oh, me too. I love Organ Grinder's Monkey by Raconteur. Every day I wake up alone, asking myself if breathing means that I'm blessed or cursed, craving human contact, feeling as if my chest is about ready. To burst, my life has always been a performance, dancing to an organ grinder's tune, revealing myself for people's amusement, deluded I could make anyone care, or heaven forbid, swoon. Emptiness has become a way of life, isolated from the world I know, clinging desperately to what's left of my sanity, remnants of what seems a lifetime ago. The people I meet throw peanuts at my feet, and I smile, pretending everything's all right, counting the seconds until I close my eyes, not caring if I make it through another night. End poem. Dang, there is so much power behind this poem, uh, this poem, and your words, and I think it's absolutely brilliant the way you brought forth this. I'm, I mean, I I love this poem, and, and it, it's such a sad, it, it's a sad poem, but it's a poem that speaks volumes, and I I think it's absolutely freaking amazing the way that you brought this forward. I, I love it. Uh, Raz, what do you think about it? Yeah, I suppose here it's a question of someone metaphorically who might have a kind of difference that others can notice. They might uh, necessarily be sick all the time while the majority around them are healthy or some other form of personal deformity, why, why the organ grinder metaphor, and uh, what they feel, how they've become nothing more but uh, some kind of social outcast, really shines in these verses that even deep at heart underneath the skin of which you reject to be uglier than the faces you would know, there is some kind of emotion there which would actually reach out for another to acknowledge or recognize. And Randall, what do you think? Well, I think it's fantastic the way he used the plight of a monkey 
and personalized it in, uh, again, um, the epitome of uh, uh, desperation and hopelessness. Um, again, that a lot of that a lot of going through, and here's another example of the same thing using the monkey. Um, I think it's interesting. There's one line: uh, the people I meet throw peanuts at my feet, and I simply and I smile, pretending everything's all right. Um, that right there is the internal curse of allowing that. And again. Um, you want change, you've got to take it. Great peace. Thank you. And Boo. Oh, I love this too, Rex. Um, this piece is a performance that we put on every day for other people so that we can be accepted or we can you know, be okay by then. The people that I meet throw peanuts at my feet and I smile pretending everything is all right. So many people do that. Your read, your words, your voice, all of it, I felt every single line. Beautiful, thought-provoking, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people can relate. I thought it was brilliant. Thank you, Bill. And Lady A, I went ahead and um, sent you a poem I'd like you to read for us. Is that okay? okay. Yes, yeah, sure. Does Lady A want to comment? I send you that. You want to say anything about Rex's poem, Lady A? Um, I I actually wasn't listening. I was in a conversation with somebody at the time, so I apologize, Rex. Okay. No problem. Okay, we have a poem by Irish Scott. It is on the board right now. I put, I sent it to your uh, mess. I PM'd it to you, Lady. Okay. Okay, this is by Irish Scott. Uh, it's called the Unknown Father. And I assume that the language that the title is in is perhaps Gaelic. I don't know. Um, here it goes. The truth or the lies, which is true, for I no longer know. Is the man of my nightmare a lie that is told unto me a thousand times? Is the father I knew a father of mine that blood is not shared? Or are they lies in which the truth hides? Is the man of blood there in the shadows awaiting his turn or awaiting his death? To forever be the unknown, the unknown father. End poem. Wow, I really like this. Um, you know, Irish is is very young, and she's but she has been through a lot in her life. You know, for her very very young age, I think she's twenty, I believe. Still, she has been through so much. I know just a fraction of what she's been through, and I can tell you in my life that many of the things she's gone through, I have not, and she has only lived a fraction of what I have lived. So I think that um, this is a brilliant piece from a person who has uh, just tons of wisdom before um, she should have it. 
she's she's an old soul in in a young body, and I think that uh, she, it, that is absolutely amazing. And she does listen. She is on hold right now. She does listen to these broadcasts, every single one of it. And um, I'm glad you're out there, Irish. Thank you very much. Lady A, you read it. What do you think? Well, there was a lot uh, in there that um, I found very interesting. And obviously there is a turmoil between um, her birth father, or perhaps this is what I'm reading into it, and an adoptive or a foster father. Um, and all I can say about that is um, if this is what her intent was with this poem, which is what I uh, did read when I was reading it, um, is that it, everyone, every, any man can be a father, but it takes um, a real man to be a daddy. So um, if that helps at all, I don't know. But this poem has a lot of questions in it um, and a lot of pain. Um, and I feel bad. And Irish said it's, uh, it's Russian. So okay. That's the uh, starting language. Uh, Rack, what do you think about Irish's poem? Yeah, it's deeply emotional, um, and, you know, it's, it's a complicated situation. Um, you know, it sounds like, you know, it, it, she's talking about maybe um, mom cheated or something like that, even um, not, not knowing, you know, the father, if, if it's her blood. So, yeah, um, there's a lot of turmoil surrounding that kind of family situation, a lot of uncertainty. You know, the, the thing of it is, you know, it all comes down to feeling loved and, um, you know, that, that all of it stirs up a lot of deep emotions. And she did a great job bringing that to the forefront. Amazing comment. Um, Raz, what do you think? Yeah, I would have to agree with Rack. I see a message here of not knowing the father of the child in question. And I also uh, read the kind of despair of some family member, if not uh, the mother, then another sibling of wanting to confirm uh, who is responsible for the birth of the child. Awesome. And uh, Randall, you get the last say on this. Yeah, I'm I'm with... uh, I follow up on the previous curtails, Rack and Raz, um, and IDA. This piece reflects a lot of pain and the query of uncertainty of, you know, that loss uh, and being robbed of for whatever reason on such epidemic levels. Um, I, I hope and pray that more people in having kids um, and whatnot that don't really realize that what goes on in their personal lives or one another when a child's involved there, the imprint and the magnitude can have on them when uh, things go ugly ugly or uh, questions aren't answered or reasons why. It's just, it can leave an uncertainty for a lifetime. Um, And this is full of that. Uh, Very emotional, right? and very well written. 
All right. We got one last poem left. And this is uh, one by Frank Poetic Picasso. And this is called You Are So Beautiful. And it goes like this. Mi amor, I could close my eyes and dream about you now. And every time I would find myself in love again. Or I could instead fly with you until the celestial heavens. And my romantic flight would always be so magical. Within the soft pile of red roses and their sweet scent, I could lie with you for an entire eternity so easily. Or I could just bathe with you in the waterfalls of honey as our mortal bodies emerge in the seduction of our embrace. Alone in the forest of lovers, I could lose myself as long I could find you there waiting for me at the end of the bow of amber maple trees ahead with your pretty smile and eyes to greet me so faithfully. By the edge of the periwinkle sea, I could dine with you. If I could, I would make every night with you memorable. For you are the precious angel that shines bright on me. And I would make love to you upon the gentle waves. There is nothing more that I would love to do than to than make love to you from the early dawn to the late sunset. And ride the Aegean winds taking us to our climax with our flesh unites as one so instinctively in our intimacy. You are so beautiful to me, and I would adore you like no other man could. If you just let me serenade your heart tonight, I could make you see the twinkling stars up high. I smile when I think about touching your angelic face, and I know that I make you slowly sigh every moment together, for there is no other lover in this world today who could make you truly feel in the end this way. I don't care whether you have visible scars or not. The purity of your beauty is so natural to me, and you are simply my eternal goddess Aphrodite the only woman that I give my heart unconditionally. Let's begin a new chapter of love and forget the troubles of our past. You are so beautiful to me, my darling Rose, I adore. And can't you see my love is as real as it ever can be. You are everything I hope for. And you are everything I need. Mi amor, mi flor. End poem. Frank lays it down. I'm telling you what, every single time that he writes, he puts it out there and he, he just absolutely smothers it with the emotion and the passion and, and the eroticism and everything like that. You know, this is a great write. Uh, Rack, what do you think about this? Uh, Rack, are you on mute? I can't hear Rack right now, so I will. Raz, Raz, what are you doing? 
You there, Rack? Better? Is that yeah, better? Yeah, a lot better. Okay, we'll Sorry, let Rack go, and then we'll let Brad go. <laughs> yeah, uh, Frank's, Frank's a Latin lover, lover and like, like you said, he certainly brought it. Um, <laughs> this is a great poem, Frank. Raz. And Raz, go ahead. I would say that if you're going to swear eternal love, be sure to be true. <laughs> there you go. And Lady A, you get the last comment. Well, um, I um, I can't see the poem, so I can't really. Well, I sent it to you. I sent it to you. Huh. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, I did. Hang on a second. I'll see if I can bring it up. I read this earlier today, and um, he has a beautiful pen, and um, uh, he has, and I think this is a collaboration, is it not? Or maybe not. I don't but think But he it has is. a, he's very, he's a, he's a classically romantic writer, um, a classically romantic poet, um, and he's um, very articulate in what he says, and um, it's very attractive, and he um, has um, the gift of, I think, an old-world uh, poet uh, from, say, the Victorian era. He's he's uh, he, he he excels at that, and uh, it's very very sensual and romantic. I agree, a hundred percent. And with that, we are calling it a night, folks. Uh, I am so thankful for everyone who called. Uh, thank you guys for sticking around. And we are going to listen to an outro song, a little bit of Boo playing a song called Love How It Hurts. So here we go.
Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. <laughs> I don't know what that last part is. But thank you all for calling. Uh, this has been Open Poetry, La Costa Nostra Radio, and this is JCA signing off, saying good night. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in the world. Good night, Jay.